my own? Shit, I think I'm on. I don't even know. Uh, well, I'm doing right now the first time I'm doing a live podcast here on Podbean, the platform that I use to uh, share my podcast, right? And man, it's some fucked up shit. It, you know, something happened. I realized something within my podcast and uh, it got me really mad, which is pretty good that I got mad because it's exactly what I want to talk about today. But let me tell you why, a little a little backstory. Uh, I think for the past, shit, I don't even know how, how many episodes, maybe 10, 5 episodes? I don't even know, man. They have been getting um, cut. They're not getting uploaded fully. I don't know why, man. Fuck. I think it has something to do with the program that I, I use to edit um, the show, the episodes. I, I don't know, man. But it's fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. It's messed up. And nobody told me. Come on, guys. The people that are listening to me, man. The people that are listening to this fucking podcast and this show. Come on, guys. Shit. Let me know. Let me know what you're thinking, what you want to hear or if you have any questions or if these bitch ass episodes are not getting uploaded totally and fully <laughs> i mean come on it got me uh it got me pretty uh, mad and frustrated as fuck but anyway for today's episode which we're doing it live right this is live this is raw i'm not gonna edit or cut anything um well we're going to talk about a different type of yoga cuz the moment we when you talk about yoga people think it's just about doing some stretches right doing hot yoga power yoga and all types of different yogas that someone that learns a little bit of yoga and gets a certification I don't even know where they fucking get these goddamn certifications it's like you know people Woke people, right? People that are awake. People that know better than being stuck in the matrix. They talk shit about the system, the school system that, you know, you don't need no fucking certification to feel more, um, you know, in control of your life or to feel like, you, you, you know, like you have some sort of validation where you can share and talk about what you know. Man, fuck that. That's just social validation, right? But the same people that, you know, maybe complain about that or know about that, they get their fucking validation and their degrees and their certifications for yoga and stuff like that, or for spirituality, which I find it to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> so these fuck, fucked up certifications, I don't know what you what you guys are getting them from. Yes, maybe you're learning from a guy in India or whatever. But for some reason, people think that once they do that, they start giving different names to yoga and they start creating their own programs, their own routines, and they just give it a name. A great example would be uh, Bikram yoga, right? It's not even fucking yoga. You know, if you really study the Vedas, the ancient uh, scriptures, you will see that yoga is not about doing stretches and poses in a fucking heated room. You're supposed to create heat within yourself. So, I don't know, man. Or the other day, somebody sent me a link of people doing beer yoga. That's right, beer yoga. Can you fucking imagine that, man? <laughs> people drinking beer while stretching. And 
as they're doing a pose, they're drinking a little bit of of of, of uh, beer, taking a sip. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man! What is, what is this, man? <laughs> you, you guys are fucking crazy now. You're all going crazy with this yoga, this yoga, that. These are Western countries, right? They're Westernized version of yoga. But yoga, the true yoga. Yoga is a word. It's a Sanskrit word that means union. And this union is not a religion. It's not some stretches. It is a pathway, or is it even a pathway? It's a form of liberation, of uniting the opposites, of being truly the best version of yourself, of uh, accomplishing and getting into levels of consciousness and in all aspects of life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and of course, spiritually. So that's why the Adiyogi, which is the first yoga teacher, the guy that actually created all of this stuff, is Shiva. Well, that entity has no name. They've been giving them so many different names, Shiva, Adiyogi, uh, Kali. Man, there's so many different names for him or for it that you would go nuts. Mahadev, so many different names. But he taught these four different paths that lead to the same. Or actually, he taught these same four paths because they're all connected. So we all need to learn from them. The four paths of yoga, the four types of yoga, if that makes sense to you, right? And the first one is, well, there is, it doesn't matter the order, but I'm going to name all of them to you, which is Bhakti Yoga, Nana Yoga, Karma Yoga, and of course, Raya Yoga. And when it comes to Raya Yoga, there's a bunch of different variations, and that's where Kriya Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Tantra Yoga, Kundalini Yoga, they, they derive out of uh, Raya Yoga, which is the path of, uh, of the royalty yoga uh, it talks about the eight limbs it talks about the asanas some certain aspects of asanas it talks about pranayama and all of this stuff which is why raja yoga this path got more for some reason it got more uh, popular within the western cultures and people think that that's that's it you talk about yoga and you think it's about some sort of exercise you know people even think it's a form of exercise it's not a fucking exercise man it's not an exercise it's like saying hey i'm a christian and we're gonna do some christianity right now <laughs> it's a form of an exercise right hell no <laughs> you could say it's a life so you could say it's a form of approaching life it's something that is happening whether you're aware of it or not yoga right <laughs> and it's a possibility that you can tap into within yourself it's a possibility that's a better way to put it out there so that's why I want to say a different type of yoga, because you guys need to get outside of this matrix, even when you're talking about good stuff like yoga, even when you're talking about things that make you grow, you're still getting stuck in the matrix. For example, yoga. You think yoga is just one bullshit. It's just one thing. It's just doing fucking strange poses and doing hand handstands. And oh, man, I'm a yogi because I can fucking do a handstand or oh, I can fucking bend my body in weird ways. That is not it. If you study the ancient Vedas and the ancient scriptures, you will see that maybe less than 10% or maybe just 10%, for sure, for sure, less than 20% is for asanas, which is the postures. Less than 20% of all the things that talk about yoga. 
Crazy, huh? So different type of yoga. I teach yoga. For those that don't know, I teach yoga. But I teach a different type of yoga. I teach bhakti yoga in karma yoga. And a little bit of nana yoga. I cannot say that I'm... I know too much about nana yoga. I'm still... I'm still a student of nana yoga. Well, I'm still a student of everything. But when it comes to bhakti yoga and karma yoga, I know more about that. And I, I've been teaching that. And it's something that even here with my ancestors, they taught it as well. You know, it's just a word. Yoga, you can call it yoga, you can call it asanas. But here in ancient pre-Hispanic America, they were doing the same shit. They were doing kinam, which is the same thing. I've already made a, an episode talking about it. But for today, I will cover maybe bhakti yoga. And if I can, if I have some time, I will talk about karma yoga, right? So what is bhakti yoga? What is this type of yoga that I teach? For the record, all four paths of yoga, it's not that one is better than the other one. They're all connected. We all should explore these four different paths of yoga so that we can really tap into the possibility of liberation, ultimate liberation, and union, uniting the opposites, becoming one, one with the all, one with yourself, one with everything and with everyone. That is the path of yoga. It's uniting things that you thought were not the same. Through yoga, you unite them. It is, that's, that's the word, yoga, right? You're not that different from the things that you thought you were different from. Bhakti yoga, it is described as the path of devotion. Devotion means that you are devoted of yourself. It means that you know your place in the universe and there's no longer a space for ego. Devotion means that you are devoted to something that is beyond this body and this mind. You're not just about you. And I'm not talking about, you know, devotion. People think immediately it's about God. It's about, oh man, I'm devoted to God. I'm devoted to Shiva. No, 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 no. Just the pure action of being a devotee, devotion. It means that you have no place. You have no room for ego, for thinking about yourself and being like, oh man, it's all about me. What am I going to get out of this? No, it, this means that you are all about that something else. And that something else could be your higher self, which is should be the, the, the best way to approach devotion, right? When you are really awakening, you become a, a devotee of your higher divinity, of your, of your divine self, of your higher self, which it means that you are literally being a devotee of the creator because creation and creator are one and the same. Not to say that you are the creator, but you are a, a, a creator, a form of creator, because you're creating your own reality and world in your own way. But I mean, when I talk about creator, I talk about Ometeotl. I'm talking about God, whatever you believe in, the universe, the cosmos, Shiva, whatever you believe in, the creator. But creation and creator are one and the same, right? So devotion if you're just getting started into bhakti yoga and into the word devotion, you can start being devoted in with a philosophy, with a god, with a deity. Not just one particular god, but you could be any god. Quetzalcoatl, Tezcatlipoca, Shiva, I don't know, Krishna, whatever you want. Choose one and be devoted to it. Because that will allow you to be more in touch with your emotions, certain sweetness will arise within you, right? Because when you're devoted, it's all about, oh, that, that God, and you want to 
You want to do good by it. You want to do good for it. You 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 want to be a good person for that you uh, for for that deity if if that makes sense. Now this is not what I recommend. Of course, this is level one. Level that's not even fucking level one. It's level zero point. I don't know two. <laughs> zero point two, where your uh, your devotion is based on an ex- an external force. No, no, that should not be the case. But just being truly devoted to to one thing or even one person will bring sweetness into your life. Just do it. Where there's no room for your fucking ego. Just that person or just that something, that action, that God, that planet, that something. I'm devoted to my craft. I could I could give you an example. I'm devoted to helping people. It's not about me, it's about the actions that I need to take to or just even the emotions that man, it's not about me. It's about my significant other. It's about my children. You're devoted to 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 your children, right? You're devoted to life. It could be another one. So just the pure emotion of being devoted to something and to something will arise and will bring certain healing into your system. It is the path of emotion and our emotional reality, yeah, because our emotions are. One of the most ex- intense experiences within the reality that we experience. Let me say that again. Emotions are the most fucking intense experiences that we have in reality, in our reality. Because physically, we can get fat, we can be lazy, we can be active, we can be strong. Physically, we can manipulate a lot of stuff, right? We can, we can uh, choose to do stuff physically throughout the days mentally even though it's hard we can zone out we can daydream we can you know lose our time when we, we, with our minds by fucking scrolling through goddamn facebook or instagram or watching bullshit tv watching goddamn netflix or some bullshit like that and you zone you you become like a zombie in your mind right your your, your mind is zoned out you're not living you, you're not even here you're just daydreaming and you're, you're lost, right? So with your mind, you can shift. You can go back and forth. But with emotions, right? With emotions, man, they... Man, they can take us from fucking zero to a hundred or even to a thousand in a matter of seconds. And they can... We can get stuck in our emotions for years, for decades. Let me give an example. Someone that you fucking hate. You know, maybe a past relationship that really fucked you up. It fucked you up, right? Real good. Your ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, your ex. You can cling into that emotion that you feel towards that person. And it's not even a matter of that person anymore. It's just the emotion that arises within you. You can cling onto that emotion for years. Emotions of of hate, of frustration, of not feeling worthy, unworthiness, or, or, or emotions of of lacking something, right? Emotions of of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of you know the opposite of of abundance. I'm, I'm, I keep forgetting this word, which I'm very proud that I forget the word of. Um, the opposite of abundance because man i don't i don't want to i want to eradicate that 
bullshit vocabulary of out of my world, out of my reality, because you know I don't have time for that. <laughs> but anyway, you get my point. It's motiv- our emotions are motivating our behavior in ways that we cannot even explain sometimes, right? It's motivating us to act in a specific way, to be in a specific way, to create attitudes. Our emotions build up attitudes, which in time create characters. It creates or it builds up our character, who we are and how we are, how we filter the world through our emotions. Now, if you're the type of person that gets angry all the time, Eventually, even though you know it's a fucked up thing, maybe eventually you'll say, hey, this is who I am. You know, I'm type of a Hulk and I get mad and I smash and I get really angry because this is who I am. You know, I'm short tempered. And then you make up a whole story to back up that emotional state. So our emotions, man, they motivate our behavior. They are like the, you know, basically emotion means energy in motion. It is an energy. It is a vibration. So just think about that for a second. That is what we, that, that what I cover and what we cover, what yogis cover with Bhakti Yoga. You know, our, you, you must understand that our emotions can bring people together or they can burn relationships. They can burn bridges. They can, they can end situations, uh, jobs, like, like, again, like I said, relationships, relationships within, within yourself as well, how you look at yourself, how, what is the emotional state that you have of yourself? What is the emotion that you have towards you? So emotions are indeed the most intense human experience that we can have. And back to yoga provide us with a way of harness, harnessing this intense emotional experience that we are living so that we can bring the best out of it so that we can become the best version of ourselves so that we can live our best life, the best version of our life. Bhakti Yoga provides us with this, this technology to ex- extract and harness all of these emotions, all of these intense emotions, whether they're good or bad, and put them to, to our use. Instead of being used by emotions, now we get to use em- our emotional experiences. So the path of devotion, the path of devotion or Bhakti Yoga, it is a way to transform all the negative emotions that we have that leave us in a negative state that instead of creating, they destroy. Instead of building and and, 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 and being at something constructive, it destroys, right, these emotions. It transforms. Bhakti Yoga is a way of transforming these emotions, these negative emotions, into pleasant ones. Now, why do I use the word pleasant instead of positive? Because being positive, you know, it's sometimes we're positive, sometimes we're negative. However, the goal is to be pleasant, is to be blissful. What do I mean by being pleasant and blissful? When you hold that state within yourself, that sweetness within yourself, let me give you an example. When you are in love, have you ever been in love? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be with a girl or a man. Maybe you're in love with your child. Maybe you're in love with your mom. Maybe you're in love with the world, with a tree, with your cat, with your dog, with a pet. Right? Just tap into that emotion. Tap into that state. Remember right now in your in your head and in your heart. How does it feel when you are in love? The first states of being in love. The first, the, the beginning of being in love. 
man, everything is wonderful. Everything is bright. Everything is beautiful. Even if some bullshit happens, you don't take it that seriously. You don't you don't hold it. You just let go of it and be like, yeah, whatever, you know, shit happens. Well, whatever. I'm I'm happy, man. Look at the world, man. The sun is shining. Oh, the flowers are blooming. Ah, oh, the air is fresh. Everything is beautiful. And man, you could be in fucking New York at rush hour or fucking LA and everyone's honking in their goddamn cars and giving you the finger and telling you, fuck you, you crazy motherfucker. But if you're in love, the beginning stages of being in love, you don't care. You don't filter the world in a negative way. You're like, oh man, everything is good. That, that sweetness of emotion, that, that is something that we teach in Bhakti Yoga. So that's why most people think and say, and artists, and there's a trend where people say, the answer to everything is love. Now, not necess- that is, that is not necessarily true, because love is just the word that we use for that sweetness of emotion. Love is something that unfolds as we open our heart chakra, chakra, right? Our uh, anahata. The moment you tap into that chakra, Certain emotions will arise, certain things will happen. Uh, not all of them are pleasant, but the, the more you keep this sweetness, this emotion, this love emotion, that everything that happens, just that's why I want you to remember how it feels when you are in love. What are the words? How do you know if you're in love? Can you rationalize that? Can you bring some, some uh, reason into this? And be like, oh, well, yeah, when you're in love, your endorphins go up. And well, yeah, we can talk about the chemical aspects of it. However, it's something that needs to be experienced, isn't it? Only when you experience love can you truly understand what I'm talking about. And what are some of the things that happen? Your body posture shifts, your body language, your thoughts, your chemical, of course, the the chemistry within your body shifts as well. Your input in the world, how you talk to others, your tonality, the rhythm in your speech, everything shifts when you are in love, isn't it? So instead of saying it's all about love or I'm in love, how about we say it, uh, I don't know, we call it whatever you want, bhakti, devotion, call it God, call it whatever you wish to call it. So that's the point when it comes to bhakti yoga. That is the point. Tapping into that sweetness that we all experience when we are in love. That's what that that's the goal of Bhakti Yoga, right? So that you can transform negative emotions. Like I, the way I started this live podcast, I told you guys that I, the past episodes. I don't know how long. The past 10, 15, maybe five, maybe twenty. I don't even know, man. The past podcast episodes that I have been uploading, they have not been uploading entirely. They, they get cut off. And that got me so fucking frustrated. And now the, the world that we live in right now with fucking coronavirus, the, all this bullshit, the pandemia and the crisis and the panic and the economical crisis that will happen in, in a matter of months. And uh, the fact that we're on quarantine. All of these things can, you know, they add up and they can ho- grab a hold on us. They can bring unhealthy emotions, Right. They can bring negative emotions, frustration, anger. If you are spending a lot of time, all of this quarantine time with your kids or with your wife, with your husband, with your parents, with your brother or sister, (laughs) 
relationship-wise, you're going to get a little bit frustrated as well because it's hard spending some time with other people. It's hard spending time even with yourself, isn't it? Shit. <laughs> so with Bhakti Yoga, you can harness all of these emotions and be like, hey, it's fine. Picture it. You know, Of course, I'm going to exaggerate it. This is going to be a very exaggerated example. Think of it as the hippies. Peace and love, bro. It's all good. You know, like these fucking hippies and goddamn, uh, I don't know, Venice Beach. <laughs> Think about them. Uh, they're always, you know, the guy that is always smoking weed and good and he doesn't care about the negative or the but He's just like, fine, whatever happens. This is an exaggerated example. But through Bhakti Yoga, this, it, it doesn't mean that you're... You're, you're not going to experience negative emotions, yet you're still going to experience them, but you'll find a way to transmute them, to transform them, and put it to use, to good use, so that instead of being negative and hurting you or hurting other people, like anger, when you're angry, you're hurting yourself and other people as well, you can hit someone, you know, I don't know, man, you can get really fucking crazy, right? Or frustration or any other type of negative emotion, you find a way to transform it into something pleasant, into a pleasant experience. Out of being angry, you get something pleasant out of it. You you may laugh at it, and at the end, you'll be like, oh, man, it's fine, it's fine. That, that is the point of learning Bhakti Yoga, right? It is, a, uh, you know, it's, it is almost a way of putting a rose-colored glasses 24-7 so that your emotional experience is one of, bliss to all the things that are are involved in life throughout your the whole time right so man i could go on and on and on but you know back to yoga that is exactly what it does for you now of course there are certain teachings there are certain things there are certain exercises certain things that you can do it's not just thinking about it there are certain things that you need to learn when it comes to back to yoga that's why I teach Bhakti Yoga. That's why there's yogis that teach this type of yoga. And that's why I bring. I wanted to bring your attention into this type of yoga because I don't want you to think of yoga as just one word, as just being exercise, as just being, oh yeah, I'm going to do my pose, I'm going to do my, my, I don't know, cow pose or all these bullshit names that we have now for this. This is not the truth, the true essence of yoga. I'm just giving it to you right now. Some A different type of yoga that you can learn and that I teach. Right? You are one human in this world full of fucking... Man, we are billions. Billions and billions and billions of humans. I don't even know. I think we're now, instead of 7 billion, I think we're 8 billions, right? I mean, shit. We're a lot of people living in this earth. So, Bhakti Yoga. Why, why am I bringing this? This is because Bhakti Yoga gives you a um, bigger perspective when it comes to your life. When it comes to your place in life in the cosmos because like i said we are a lot of fucking humans in this world and this world is just one planet in an entire fucking solar system man full of different planets all right so it put things in perspective and this solar system is one of many fucking systems many different galaxies right in a fucking entire galaxy i mean this system this solar system is one of many in a fucking galaxy and then again, this galaxy, there are hundreds and billions of galaxies throughout the universe. And the universe is infinite. The cosmos is infinite. So 
take a small breath and a small moment right now to realize how small we are within this earth. <laughs> and that puts a smile in my face every time I'm start. I'm starting to feel so important or so frustrated because oh man, I don't have enough people on my on my uh, podcast listening to my podcast. Oh, I want to be famous. I want to be rich. Oh, why is people not paying attention to my YouTube videos or blah, 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 whatever? You know, oh, I need more money right now to pay the bills. <sighs> Remember, these are emotions, emotional states. These are emotions. All of these things is ego. Ego brings a lot of bullshit, negative emotions. Back to ego. It's a way of putting things in perspective and realizing that your ego is just bullshit, man. You are connected to everything. And you are just a tiny bit, a tiny speck comparing it through the, with the entire cosmos. So are you telling me that you are that important within the whole fucking galaxy? Come on, man. <laughs> Give yourself a break, man, and others, man. Just fucking relax and smile and enjoy the ride and be pleasant, be blissful, man. Enjoy the ride. That's the point of this shit. <laughs> and that's the point, that's one of the points of Bhakti Yoga. The yoga of devotion, the path of devotion, the path of love, the path of emotions. Harnessing emotions and learning how to control them and transforming them into things that you can, tools that you can use at your disposal. Because that's really what it is, right? So every time you feel frustrated, just remember that you are a collection of cells. And these cells are made out of atoms. And these atoms is the same kind of, kind of atoms that, are, that make up the stars, that make up dirt, that make up worms and cockroaches and everything in between. We are made out of cosmic dust. So that, instead of feeling like less important because that, that's that's not the back to yoga path right it's just learning your place in, within the world and being more more in a in a love state right like hey man compassionate that's another word compassion that's another key word for this type of yoga you're compassionate man you don't you embrace life as it is because life is all embracing man life is all acceptive Life happens in so many different ways out there in the universe. There are other forms of life. We cannot think that we are the only type of life within the whole fucking universe, throughout the entire universe and cosmos. No, man, there's got to be another form of life. And another thing, um, when you see the life, when you see a cockroach that you don't like or a spider or any animal that you don't like, the sun comes up for that animal as the same way that it does for you. So you are not better. You are no bigger than anybody. But you are no lesser than anybody as well. No one is above and no one is below. That is the path of Bhakti Yoga. When you realize that no God, no person, no living creature, no nothing is above and that makes you feel lesser. That will take away your own power. No. Because, you know, some people mistake this with making yourself lesser. Humbling yourself, right? That's a word that I don't like. Because humility, if you search for the definition, a dictionary definition of what hum being humble means, you'll you'll get surprised. Being humble is something really, really fucked up. It's a sneaky word. It's a sneaky slave word that will bring you down. That will put you down so that others can control you. And remember, the fashion matrix is about learning to escape and liberate yourself from the matrix. So you can live your life in the best way possible. 
experience it at its fullest. So compassion this, and, and putting things in perspective like, hey, man, you're no bigger than me. I'm no lesser than you. You know, and life is embrace, embracing. Life is happening in so many different forms and ways that we cannot even fucking comprehend. Again, putting things in perspective, your 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 atoms, things are happening within your system right now, man. You we don't need we don't even fucking know. Once you start studying quantum physics, you, your mind gets blown away. Out of the things that we perceive are so small in comparison to everything that is happening. <laughs> so back to yoga allows you to be more at ease and be okay with it, accepting it and being having a huge smile. It's like being in love and being compassionate when you see another human being instead of thinking, oh man, you're a piece of shit because you you don't have a fucking big house. You don't have enough followers to talk to me. You don't have a fucking Lamborghini to talk to me. You don't belong in our group. Through back to yoga, you understand you can really connect with another human being and with other life forms. You know, the things that we're watching right now with coronavirus and all that shit, I think it's putting things in perspective. Look at how the world is being healed. It's getting healed. Our mother earth is getting healed because there's not a lot of people out there right now using their cars, you know, cutting down the trees, killing fucking animals. You know, I'm vegan. You, you know about this. Part of it is because of back to yoga as well. It is a form of it. We're... Machine, consumption machine, machines. We're consuming and consuming and consuming. How about you start practicing a little bit of bhakti yoga so that you start realizing that you're good as you are and everything else is good as it is and you can truly make a connection, a deep, genuine connection with life, with different life forms, life as it is, which means human beings, animals, plants, you no longer hurt them because it's like being in love. Like I said, when you're in love, the last thing that you want to do is hurt another human being or another life form, right? You're in love. Everything is, man, everything is uh, rainbows, sunshines and rainbows, man. Imagine if you could feel like that all the time. Imagine if you could be high, high as fuck, you know, with like uh, smoking a roll and a blunt. You're high, yet you're focused. So everything is cool. You know, you're laughing and you're feeling ecstatic. Uh, you're feeling euphoric yet relaxed that's yoga my friends it's finding the things that you thought they were opposite putting them together it's union and through back to yoga you can accomplish certain things like uh, as that not to say that you're going to dismiss certain emotions like being angry because being angry is being passionate you see how i just transformed that in a second instead of saying you know when i get angry i don't get angry i'm passionate or I use that anger, that anger emotion, to feel one of my passions. So, oh man, I feel, what do I feel? You know, we just give a word and we believe the word and we buy the word. But words are, are spells, right? So be careful how you word things. Go back to, to how you feel when you are angry. What are the things that happen within you? You start feeling fire, temperature rises. You want to move. You want to get shit done. You want to hit something. So how about you harness that emotion, that same raw emotion, and put it into some good work? Like, I don't know, working out, running. Shit, I don't know, man. Be creative. Find your own way of using your emotions instead of being used by them.
All right, guys. So I think I think that's it for today. I think that's that's good enough. I don't shit. I don't even know how long I've been doing this because this is the first time I do a live episode here on um, my podcast. The platform that I use is called Podbean, so I'm I'm doing it on Podbean. Shout out to Podbean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, I think this was this was good enough. Probably the next episode I'm gonna talk about Nana Yoga, and then I'll talk about Karma Yoga. Karma Yoga is another type of yoga that I teach. Nana Yoga. I mean, I, I, I guess I teach some part of it, but I'm, I don't feel confident enough to say that I'm, I'm a teacher of Nana Yoga. And then the other one, Raya Yoga, which is the path of royalty. That's the path, that's the yoga that you see the mainstream yoga. Well, some of it, because uh, you know Raya Yoga has so many different types of of, of forms. It's it's a category, and within that category, there are subcategories. It's such a huge system of well-beingness. It's beautiful. That's why I love this path of yoga. But well, Raya Yoga, for example, I'm exploring Tantra Yoga. Tantra Yoga, it's not sexual yoga. It's a form of a different type of yoga that I'm going to talk about today. But I'm exploring that. I'm doing certain sadhana, certain spiritual um, you know, practices so that I can get more in touch with Tantra Yoga which is a form of dark yoga, like, a, like black magic and shit, which is not something negative. That's why your emotions, man, how you feel about certain words, like if I talk uh, black magic, emo- immediately your emotion is going to be something negative. <gasps> oh my God, it's something bad. Well, that's because you're being, you're being played by the matrix and your emotional responses to it, they create behaviors and those behaviors create attitudes attitudes and an attitude sustained over a certain period of time or over a long period of time it becomes your character it becomes who you are so that's why you want to be awakened you want to wake up right so thank you for listening remember to be the best version of yourself and just a couple of announcements this sunday the last sunday of march 2020 i'm gonna do a, a webinar it's only 19 bucks because it's literally just about the exchange, right? If you don't have 19 bucks, then offer something, man. I don't know, anything. There's going to be something that you put into exchange so that you can attend to this webinar where I'm going to talk about identity awareness, how we see ourselves, how to believe in yourself, how to be more confident within yourself and how you see yourself in the world because that will determine how you react and how you uh, you know, flow throughout reality and throughout the world and within your relationships and so on. So it's going to be this Sunday. You, you go to stylesystems.net slash know yourself. Just go to stylesystems.net or send me a message. All right. Remember, you can find me at Pablo Mentor. That's Pablo Mentor. Pablo Mentor. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook as well. So send me a message. And if you have any questions, of course, I'm going to be there for you, for you guys. We gotta stay strong. We gotta keep these emotions stable and sweet, especially in these times of crisis. All right, stay strong, stay phenomenal, stay radiant, stay euphoric, stay creative, stay productive, stay beautiful, stay in love. Have this emotion. Use bhakti yoga. Remember bhakti yoga, right, guys? Remember the sweetness that arises from being in love, and that's the emotion that you wanna have. What emotion are you feeling right now? Sweet. <laughs> How about we start saying that? I'm feeling sweet. <laughs> give any word that you want guys and there's also uh, last but not least this podcast gets sponsored by style systems which is the image consulting business that i have if you have any needs when it comes to marketing 
public relationships, uh, when it comes to style, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to um, anything and everything that has to do, you know, interior design, everything that has to do with image, whether it's for a person, an institution, a product, a company, we got you covered, all right? Thank you for listening. Be the best version of yourself and until the next one.